tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! Hey guys, welcome back. We are here to recap the Bellator versus Rising New Year's Eve show. Um, awesome card, man. It was uh, it was exciting. Um, unfortunately, all five fights went the distance. I was that but surprised me. That's what happens a lot of times when you have good guys against good guys. Yeah, you know, I guess that's a good point. Um, if if there was five finishes, you know, the other guys weren't even comparable. They weren't yeah. they, they weren't on the same level. But since it was five, and it was actually five close fights. You know, I think Pitbull was the only one that ran away with his. Um, everyone else was a close fight. Talk about scoring a little bit. I, before we get into the actual fights, um, they don't do a traditional 10-point scoring. Is that correct? Yeah, they judge on the whole fight. Okay. Um, they judge by aggression, by what were the Damage. Things? Damage. I, yeah, yeah they, it was damage uh, number one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. damage number and then one. I think there was like um, aggression and, and ring and then, control. Yeah, that was third. Ring okay. control was third. Um, so it's so, just really an eye test. I mean, it's similar. I mean, I guess Bellator and UFC are still an eye test. They just put numbers against it. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was basically still. <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk about it when I get to it, but I had a funny story about AJ's fight. Okay. Um, thought it was one way when it was another, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. I was, uh, the other thing, um, two things that stood out for me. Number one, when, when the production started, um, Boy, the the level of production inside that house, the lasers, the lights, you can't like touch it, it was a show, man. Yeah. It was cool. Pride's promotion, Pride's intros, and and uh, the opening ceremonies was just the most amazing thing ever. Like it was literally better than anything that that anyone you know had seen, and they started replicating that. Um, you know, I again, I'm guilty of not watching. The rising fights. I don't even know how or what they're on when they're normally on. Yeah. But um, I see the results and I see highlights and stuff. But I haven't. I've not watched an event, so I don't know if they're all this way. But it was. It was awesome to see. It was very um, nostalgic for me. You yeah. Know, fi fighting at my my first Pride fight was in the Saitama Super Arena where they fought. Um, the only thing missing was Lenny, the the lady who who announces everyone. Yeah. Um, because she's got this insane voice, and it's like. When my last name would be like, you know, crazy. <laughs> and and she does it for everyone, you know, different. And apparently she had some sort of throat thing. Yeah. And, and she wasn't, do it. yeah, she wasn't there. So is that her, ver is that like Japanese version of uh, Buffer? Is that way better? But way better. Way better. Like I love, I love Bruce, you know, uh, but her announcement is just insane. It's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, the other thing I wanted to, to ask about before we got in was uh, clock management. I noticed a couple times, and I don't know if you saw this, I noticed a couple times where the clock looked like it was going to be at zeros, and then the clock was gone, and they kept fighting for a little bit. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. It was pretty weird. <laughs> um, and I think... So that wouldn't surprise me at all, because that's definitely stuff that... That's happened to us in Juarez, Mexico. Okay. Um, and, and I told you, you know crazy things will happen if the fight was going longer that had to be in a round that one of the Ryzen guys was winning <laughs> I, I went back I was thinking about it and I'm wondering you know in, in soccer if there's a an injury or right. something they give you like extra time and that that's almost what it felt like is if they reposition somebody if there was a change in the so rounds. so if Let's say sometimes you saw them going out of bounds or out of the ring yep. and they'd stop them and bring them back in the middle of the time was stopped at that time. 
Um, so they might have added it on yeah, that, uh, on the restart. Yeah, that, that's possible. Okay, um, but I'm not I'm not sure how uh, how that played out. I didn't see that. Okay. okay. Well, let's jump into the fights. Uh, again, as you said, great fights. The first one was Godzi Rabidoff, Rabidanov yeah. uh, versus Koji Takeda. Uh, again, you already said that um, these all went the distance. Uh, this was a unanimous decision for Rabidanov. Um, it started off a barn burner. Like Holy cow. It, there was uh, maybe 30 seconds in, he dropped him and instantly used the pride the the rules yeah as he dropped him and he hit his butt he started to sit up and he jumped straight through with a knee right to the head right set him head. right back to his butt again yeah, yeah. and and uh, i was like oh man and it looked like it was going to be a, a tko in that first little bit i couldn't believe that he recovered and came back and went the distance well takeda he got knocked down stood up and then you see him stumble almost all the yeah. way across the ring and fall down again and at that and point i'm like the knee. holy cow like yeah. is there um so Jason Herzog, I did want to mention this. Herzog was the, the ref for all five fights. Yeah, that was awesome. That I, was, I talked to him for a little while afterwards. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, super cool. Did he, do you know how he got selected? Um, so I didn't know it, but in talking to him, he had said that before COVID, he had been over there for, I want to say he said four years, um, working you know, a bunch of the, working on something. I, I forget what he said, and I don't want to misquote him, but he has been over there okay. you know, consistently for a while before that. So I'm sure, uh, you know, he, he had an in, and, and he's the best. He's the best ref right now. Like, in my opinion, he's the best referee. Okay. And so um, the fact that he got chosen to do all five fights, as he was there for the second one, typically people rotate. Yeah. As he was there for the second one, I was like, oh, man, I wonder if he's going to be there all night. And as he was there for the third, I was like, yeah, for yeah, sure he is. Yeah, all night. So that was, that was very cool to get to see. Did Takeda look big to you? Super big. Su he yeah, was super thick. Big. His legs were like, thick and his back. Rob Donoff was lean and was like was jacked, but not like the other guy was just big. He looked yeah. heavy. He looked heavy. Yeah, I was surprised um, to see the difference in size because Takeda looked looked really big. And and to your point, I, I had this. I I was taking notes as we, as I went through and watched it. Um, man, Takeda has a chin. <laughs> I couldn't believe his recovery. I could not. Believe and then that. Rob Donoff second round was gassed like yeah he came back he was he, he won the fight but he had put so much into that first round that yeah. he looked gassed in the second round and i was like oh no and then he kind of brought it back together but that was a close fight when it all got you know to the end it was it was a fairly close fight so round two there was a lot of time up against the in the corner and i believe that takeda was on bottom rabidonov was on top kind of working him um there was a lot of time there there was an amazing roll. I don't remember if it was in the second or the third round where Takeda rolled out and was able to escape. That was super athletic of him. And I was like Granby. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah. It I was remember. super back to his feet. Yeah. 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 Um, and the last thing that I had notes on this one was the very last 20 seconds. Um, Rabadonov connected with a body kick that no 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 Takeda went for a body kick but Rabadonov connected I think with an overhand yeah. and it dropped him and then he jumped on him and threw a fist and you saw Takeda I've never seen a fighter react <laughs> in his face he's like oh. I mean you could see him just contort right. his face like that really hurt and I kind of feel like that almost took the fight because going into round three I think it was 1-1 and yeah. I feel like that might have been we're trying to think fight. if it was that round or the first round when his head was outside of the ropes 
and just eating punches yeah. like it, he was eating hard punches and I'm like man what a chin on this guy <laughs> and jason's just standing there watching making just sure right, yeah he's good all he, right his eyes are clear um talk about there were a lot of people on the production side that were managing the ropes yep. and keeping people obviously in a cage you don't have to deal with that yeah um they're keeping the ropes like like straight and stuff what's so the, the ropes are really tight they're okay. literally as tight as the cage fence uh, the cage uh chain link okay but there's obviously spaces between them yeah so there are guys on the outside that will push you in Luke, lucas had never seen that and, yeah and he was watching he goes i've never seen him do that before i was like oh yeah they do it all the time uh you'll watch the fight when i arm barred the guy there um my legs and something else were outside of the ropes and, and they were pushing us you know pushing us in and yeah they'll they'll move around the cage, the ring and and keep them in is that distracting as a fighter to feel somebody else's hands on your body pushing you somewhere that's not your opponent yeah maybe um I mean, it definitely can be. You have to know, obviously, what part of the fight you're in when that's happening and knowing that it's not getting stopped. You know, yeah. the referee's not jumping in to stop it. They're pushing you because you know you're outside the ropes or elbows are outside the ropes. Or, right. You know, sometimes you would get guys that would reach over one rope to punch underneath, you know, and, and or up the other way. And, and that's legal as long as you're not holding on the ropes. So. Yeah, it's just it's it's a lot it's a lot different. Yeah, like I said, the, the cage in the ring is way different. In Bellator, the UFC using the cage. I mean, you can't you can't even link your toes around it. Like right. you cannot use the cage in any way. Right? Are they as strict using the ropes? Yeah, as? they'll they'll smack your hand off okay. right away. Pull your hand off right okay. away. Um, yeah. Uh, great fight. It was cool to see um, Rabadonov win that one. I think it was a close. It was a unanimous decision, but I felt like. Uh, going into the decision i felt like that it, it yeah, was close it was close it i was think close. it was two to one you know we'd yeah. call it uh 29 28 right. is what how i how i saw that one so next fight juan archuleta versus sue chul kim this was uh the only split decision yeah. of uh the evening and i do think I, I do think it was close what'd you see in this fight same thing it was it was definitely close i think everybody i think all all of the bellator guys felt the fact that they had traveled to japan by the second round yeah you know they all had a, a dip pitbull i think was the only one that didn't um and, and he looked good you know consistently um, chopping away at that guy that guy used a lot of range um to, to keep him away so he didn't have to be as aggressive. But the other fights, everyone was pretty aggressive. And I feel like by the second round, they had kind of dipped a little bit, came back again in the third round. That's something that happened to me. My yep. first fight over there was against Gomi, and I did the same thing. Like, I, I hard, hard, hard first round, a slight dip in the second round, then came back again hard in the third round. Um, so it's just, you know, uh, it, it, I feel like it caught up to him, the travel caught up to him, whatever, you know, the sleep. But Juan Archuleta looked good. Both guys, you know, he his his opponent uh, was tough, tough. I think twice Kim went for a choke that uh, Big John called a ninja choke. Yeah, it's basically like that rear naked choke from the front, rear, okay. like a high elbow, okay, uh, rear naked grip from the front. And I think the first time he jumped on it, didn't yeah. he? He he left his feet and tried to sink it in from the front. Is yeah. that? Am I remembering that yeah. right? And then the second one. He ended up having to roll, and he was yes. on the bottom with it and locked that, up. And that one looked tight. So that's the part of the fight to me where I was like, you know, yeah. 
what, where, where are we at on the decision, you know, um, because they, they score also a lot on who is closest to finishing the fight, mm. you know, and, and that was a close, you know, that was a close finish. Um, I'm glad one won. You could see Archuleta's his face started getting oh, red. Yeah, I mean, you tight. could see that no that, was, that was tight. Kim did something that I don't think I've ever seen before. He almost was doing this running in place thing where he was kind of dancing a little bit. And, yeah. and it seems like to me that would be something you wouldn't want to do because you're open to leg kicks because you can't react if you're right. Is that? Yeah, for sure. And, and he moves linear straight forward, straight back, straight forward, straight back. And Juan Archuleta has got very good footwork yeah. and, and moves laterally a lot. And, and so it kind of lined him up uh, to get hit or to get kicked. You know, a lot. It was a it was a weird stance. Um, this was the first fight, and I think it happened maybe two other times. But this was the first fight where the ref did Jason did stop it, repositioned them, put everybody back to where they were, and then said, "Okay, go ahead and go again." And it yep. seemed like it caught Archuleta off guard a little bit on that. Yeah, one. and that's something they'll do, just like in a jiu-jitsu match when you're going off the mat. Same thing when you're going underneath the ropes. If they're in a spot where the action has stopped, they'll stop you and pull you back in. That's something I also want to talk about again when we get back to AJ's fight. But but if you are along the ropes and not in the corner and you're going out, they will they will stop everything. Look where you're at, pull yep. you back in. And, yep. and I mean, they even got like underhook. They got the hand placement yeah. right, and then they're like, okay, go. And yeah. I think that was the first time I noticed the clock going weird too. And okay. I think that reposition, <laughs> they gave just a little bit of extra time got it. Um, for that reposition. Um I then I had note um, in the third round, uh, Kim was on top and they stood him up, which felt pretty quick. I I, I was like, man, that that feel like that was a quick stand up. I don't know if, if that stood out to you or not. It didn't. Okay. Um, only a couple things that that Jason did stood out to me. You know, aside from restarting them when they were going underneath the ropes. Okay. Um, and yeah, the other one was in. AJ's fight. I thought it was ironic that Kim's walkout song was Guns N' Roses, Welcome yeah. to the Jungle. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I was That's... super impressed with, with all of Bellator's guys' walkout. They really embraced the, yeah. you know, Juan Archuleta's. Kim's was Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, the yeah, Rising yeah, yeah. guy was. I know. I thought it was, was hilarious. Like, it was great. That's awesome. I, super cool. I, I did not expect to hear Guns N' Roses from uh, their period, but let right. alone from, from the Rising guys. Um, anything that you noticed in this fight that I didn't that I didn't capture that you want no, to talk about? Just that, you know, Juan Archuleta was in a he was in a war, you know, he was in a tough fight. Um he looked good he looked good doing it. And I also was, you know, you get, I wonder if people get hesitant when like getting knocked out by by uh Rufion Stotts. Yeah. You know, that wasn't like a boom head kick clipped the top of his head. Yep. knocked him out yep. you know so are you hesitant to stand in in the pocket and bang and he wasn't yeah he went <laughs> he wasn't. went right in his chin held up third cool. fight was ogikubo versus horiguchi uh this was a unanimous decision as well and i didn't realize this going into it but this was maybe we talked about this is a trilogy yeah and uh He's won all three horiguchi is swept so i yeah. i'm assuming that that He's, that's done. That's done. That should be um, done. We're yeah, we're over that. Uh the calf kiss kicks from Horaguchi in the first round were just brutal. Brutal. He's jacked. He's yeah. little, but he's jacked. Yeah. Um real tough, man. He was he was a lot of fun to watch. And yes, the calf kicks were were nasty. Um this was the one, I think it was the last thirty seconds of maybe round number one where I saw um Horaguchi it was leaning through the ropes. 
You're right. And, that was, and he that was, was banging down through yeah. the ropes outside, just raining down. Clean shots. Clean. They were all landing. Yes. And and that's the one Jason Herzog's looking over the top watching <laughs> and is like, you know, <laughs> I guess like, trying to make sure his eyes are still clear and he and he's right. good. But right. and he was. That guy had a chin as well. Like super super solid chin. Like he was eating very hard yeah. fight ending punches. Yeah. And yeah, bouncing his head off, yeah, you know, that, those were those were brutal. But it, it, again, that just going back to the difference in him, seeing seeing somebody reach through the ropes like that, yeah. and it's just it's just a bizarre thing. I haven't seen that before. Kid Yamamoto was another guy that used to fight in in Pride and then Shudo, and he was a monster there. He would get, if you fell out, if your head was outside the ropes, yeah. he was going to murder you until the ref pulled you guys apart, and and just aggressive. It was that was awesome. Uh, round two, lots of top control on both sides. I feel like Horiguchi had top control for like the first half, and then Okikubo sw switched it, and right. he had some top control a little bit. Um, and, and then coming into round three, it looked like they they touched hands, and instantly they both threw, and Horiguchi connected, and yeah. it dropped Okikubo hard, hard, yeah, yeah hard. dropped him quick. Um, yeah. And he's this, powerful. Yeah, he's powerful. He's a little compact dude. He's what? He's five five, and his opponent was five three. Yeah, is that? I can pretty sure that's what it was. That, sound, that sounds they're, they're, right. They're a little, um, little, and they fought at twenty five also. And Horiguchi was the Bellator thirty five champ. Um, he, he he, they don't have a one twenty five division, a flyweight division in Bellator yet, and so he was able to go down and fight at what looked like more his his size you know what he should be fighting at do you think that'll change for bellator they talked about that a little bit are they going to try and introduce so I, I just messaged and asked about it because we were talking with delmer one of my guys yeah about cutting to 25 and then i looked on the roster and there is a one there is a flyweight button to click on but when you open it there's no fighters some like i messaged like are you guys gonna have a 125 soon and they're like no. could delmer make 125 um i think he could i mean Juan Archuleta gets the eighty-five, ninety, and makes thirty-five. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That would be that'd be incredible. Yeah. Um, this one ended up being a unanimous decision. Um, I don't know that it uh, that it ended up being very close. I mean, I think Horiguchi for the most part. Yeah, I thought it was clear that he won the fight. Won that fight. So that brings us to Pitbull versus. Ko Koiki, yeah, um, clever Koiki, tough guy, tough guy. Um, used his front kick very well. Uh, used the range very well. Caught him many times, yeah, and then barely missed many times, which was going to keep Pitbull at range. You know, making it difficult for him to close the distance. Um, Pitbull used that calf kick really well. He was yep. chopping that calf, um, landing his his overhand right. Um, he was landing the power. The other guy just could not seem to get off his any offense, and his jiu-jitsu solid. So I thought he would try to wrestle more. He did not try to wrestle enough. So, do you think that that um, Kleber couldn't get him to the ground? I mean, they, there were some takedowns, but it just seemed like Pitbull was wanted nothing. Well, of one him. time he threw him, yeah, and they hit the ground and rolled straight back, and they yep. were both back to the feet again. But I just think he didn't. It wasn't like. I tell people that, that train with, with Luke, you have to want to not go to the ground as much as he wants to get you to the ground. Yeah. Like if you're going to concede to the takedown, once you get into the scramble, then, then obviously he's going to win. And that's the same thing. This guy didn't fight 
hard to get to the ground. You know, he had a couple attempts, but, like, he was losing. You know, he was losing, and that's the one place he could have won. So I don't know why he didn't fight harder to get there. Was he worried about his entrance and what Pitbull could do connecting with him as he tried to enter? Sure, sure, maybe, but, like, the end result still has an L. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, so you might as well, at some point, you got to throw a caution to the wind and, and try to win the fight. Yeah. You got to try to get it to where you can win the fight. And he wasn't going to knock out Pitbull. You know, he, he, he again, he had a couple of clean front kicks to the face, but other than that, he wasn't going to land something to knock out Pitbull when Pitbull clearly could knock him out. Yeah. And so he, you know, uh, was a little risky. I, I think one of those front kicks, I feel like it was in the second round, connected pretty good. And I feel like it was, I feel like that was close. Had he connected a little bit harder, that could have been a Tony so Ferguson. It connected to the face. Yes. Had it connected to the chin, that could have been it. Yeah. You know, that was, uh, it came up and kicked his face, but it had it kicked the jaw up like, like Chandler's did on Ferguson. Yeah. Good chance that would have been the end of the fight. This was, um, of the five fights, this was the slowest of the fights 100%, for me. 100%. Um, and I almost, I, I don't want to say boring because I know Pitbull was a, he was a surgeon in there. Yeah. He, he, so he had to be because when there is such a drastic, and I don't want to take anything away from Pitbull because he's got good jiu-jitsu and good guillotines, but there's a clear deficit in his game compared to that guy's yeah. once it hit the ground. Yeah. And what do I tell you? If someone's aggressive on the feet to go after you, there's the takedown. You know, that's yep. the best time to, to get the takedown. Yep. So he had to pick him apart. You know, he could have been a little more aggressive, but at the same time, you know, that guy, I don't know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds in the fight, he almost had Pitbull's back. He, he had a, yeah. a half a takedown. Went behind him, started to come up on his waist, and Pitbull stepped out and was like, I, and was uh. like, I, don't, I want none of that. <laughs> yeah, and then from that point on, there was no interactions on the ground besides the one throw back to the feet again, and he bounced back to the feet again. Um, boy, Clever was so much taller. I mean, I, yeah, I, you see tall. this all the time. I know Pitbull's a little guy. It's, it's old news, but I'm just reminded every time I see him how much bigger he was. And, and he doesn't have to prepare specially for that because literally every fight – He's, yeah. he's preparing for the long guy. Yep. You know, so I don't even know what he would do if he had a guy that was shorter than him. <laughs> uh, both of them are Brazilian, correct? Yep. So it was cool to see them afterwards. There was a lot of good. Yeah. So I guess Kleber, Kuiki, and uh, Satoshi, the guy that P uh, AJ fought. Yeah. Both are from Brazil. Both live in Japan and have a gym together there. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I remember yeah so okay. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. Um, Pitbull's walkout. Big old, uh, yeah. that was, it was like a, a Spartan yeah. almost type thing. Super cool. Super cool. Um, yeah. yeah I think was, his was the clearest win of, of the five fights. Okay. In but my it, opinion. It was also kind of the slowest of the yeah, five. Yeah, it was for sure. Um, for sure. No question. AJ McKee. Um, first thing, so... Is he actually related to Rampage Jackson? Is that his blood uncle, no, or is that no. just like his uncle? Yeah, uncle it's like unk, uncle Rampage, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I I didn't know that there was a he connection looks huge, there. huh? Yeah, he, he looked, looked so big. I was like, who's that dude behind him? And then they said <laughs> Rampage. And I'm like, that's but who's the guy behind him? <laughs> oh, that's Rampage. I was like, holy smokes, he looks so big. Yeah. Um. So so here's how everyone complained about 
the fights being delayed, right? Being shown on TV delayed. No one wants to watch, you know, delayed uh, sports anymore. Yeah. If they bet, blah, blah, blah. So I understand it was a bummer. I also know that the sport is big enough now that if they would have just aired it at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m., you know, whatever time it was, they would have watched. People would have watched. I, yeah. I honestly think more people would have watched because there were so many people complaining about it being delayed. The UK has to watch the UFC at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock sure. in the morning sure. all the time because Dana caters to here. Sure. Um, Australia, same thing. But and they I, also had a lot to compete against. There were New Year's Eve football, bowl games. Yeah. There was just New Year's Eve events. I mean, I feel like... Since it wasn't a pay-per-view, I think they should have just ran it. Um, unless, unless for some reason... I mean, I guess... It's not like a regular channel. Something else wasn't replacing it. It's Showtime. They could have just yeah. ran it. So I'm not sure what the hang-up was there. But it was a kind of a bummer because I woke up early in the morning. And as soon as I got on Instagram. Oh, you knew it had happened. It was 2-0 Bellator. And they Bellator posted 2-0. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, man. And then 3-0 Bellator. 4-0 Bellator. Then I saw... AJ McKee, someone had his phone and streamed his fight live oh, wow. from his phone. Okay. So while I was out walking, like I do in the morning, yeah. I watched his fight live. Okay. From the phone, I thought he lost the fight. I was like, really? man, he clearly he clearly lost the fight. From from the angle that his whoever his friend was holding the phone, and I'm like, dang it. But once we were three and zero, I didn't care after that. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to win the yep. the. But I thought he lost the fight. And then I was like, man, that's a bad decision. And then everyone's posting robbery, you know? So I was like, man, well, weird that we'd get the call over there. Yeah. So when I sat down to watch the fight that night, I had Lucas come watch with me and tell me what he thought. Well, after the first round was over, uh, I had AJ winning the first round mm -hmm. in, in the first time I watched it because mm -hmm. he got a takedown and, and control position. I had him losing the next two rounds. Okay. Well, when I watched it live, he, he clearly won the fight. Um, I think I was just a little panicked because the guy had his back, body triangle. You know, he was trying to choke him. I thought he had it for over half the round, you know, which would have, you know, solidified that round. He didn't. Um, I thought AJ's jump over to head stomp got met with a foot up that sent him over the top that didn't land. It landed. Another stomp to the body landed. A soccer kick over the top landed. Yes. You know, he took advantage of the rule of the set rules. And, and was prepared to use them. And and he did lose position. You know, he lost position in the in the second and the third round. Yep. But it wasn't for as long as I thought it was. And he he clearly won. I was like, okay. He, he As I was sitting there I was talking to Luke, I was like, oh, yeah. I said, after the second round was over, I said, oh, well, unless something crazy happens in the third round, I, I got him winning the fight now because he yeah. won the first two and then he you know he he won the the last round as well. Anytime you'd get out of something, he'd go right to damage. Like he'd go right to putting damage on the on his opponent. And so um, you know, he I thought he looked good. I think he's you know, he's going to have his hands full at 155 mm. uh in Bellator. Uh Usman is going to be a hard fight for him. Um, if if that fight happens, whoever he he fights, if he fights anybody that's right there at the top, is going to be a, it's going to be a tough fight. Speaking of the Nurmagomedov family, it's cool to see Khabib there. Yeah, um, sitting right next to Scott Coker. 
Um, so and right and, behind him was Hoist Gracie, yes. and right next to him was Connery, which is Hoist's kid yeah. who fought on Luke's Bellator car before. Like all four of them were I, sitting right there. I was I, like, that's pretty right. cool. Um, yeah, so AJ, you know, I'm sure people expected because the guy was so good on the ground, he was stuck in 15 triangles. You know, the guy shot up for triangles and he posture up. He wasn't yep. stuck in triangles, but the guy's legs were crossed in a, in a position where the triangle would come from. But he'd posture, posture, get out, punch, posture, posture, get out, punch. And, and uh, all that happened in AJ's corner. So he was getting yeah. coaching that about yeah. almost as close as you and I are. Yeah, you know, was, being like, they hey, were that close. I mean, it was like for sure. posture up and you could hear him, you know, you know posture up. And, and it seemed like he did a really good job defending oh, all he, of that. Oh, he did. So his ground is i don't want to say underrated because i'm not sure if anybody underrates his ground but it is in my opinion i under i underestimated how good his ground was i know he had a lot of submission wins you know i think he's got seven in bellator or six in bellator um but i i have uh i got a lot more respect for his grappling it, it's solid he looked really I, I he looked so good in the ring i just i that's the first time I think I've watched McKee fight. Um, and I was just, I, number one, I was excited. I was just sure. like, I can't wait to watch this kid fight. And he just seemed, he just seemed so confident and he seemed like his skill level was so high. Um, and he's what, he's 20 and one now. Yeah, I'm pulling up his record. Yeah. He's 20 and one. 20 That's and right. One. That's right. And, and his one was a very close split decision to, to Pitbull. To Pitbull. Um, so, I mean, and, Essentially, he's twenty-one and zero, you know, or twenty. Yeah, he's 20 he's one vote away from. Yeah, so so he's a uh, lot of experience, a lot of experience winning, a lot of ring time. He's got a handful of decisions um, in there that you know um, he's a professional. He's tough, man. It's, he's gonna be a good good tough fight for anybody at fifty-five. But I think there's a few guys that are gonna give him tough fights at fifty-five. I feel like. AJ was the best of the Bellator fighters to take advantage at taking advantage of the new rules. Absolutely, um, you saw him was a couple stomps attempted, yeah. the soccer kick that landed. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like he understood the rule changes and took advantage of them more than any of the other Bellator fighters. For sure, I think he was in the position to a lot also because he was on top a lot. Um, his guy was was not opposed to being on the bottom attacking yep so it, it opened up a lot of positions for aj to do that from um and do you think that was because Souza just had enough confidence in his ground yeah, game I'm that sure he was he willing to get down there him. yeah for sure i'm sure he thought he was going to submit him were you impressed with aj's defense when Souza was on his back in round two he was on his back a lot in round two and he kept working to try and get underneath and and it seemed for like sure. aj's defense was and at down. one point aj looked up at him like that and was like <laughs> Nope. And then he just started throwing yeah, and then the punching, but he looked at him like, you're not like, choking me. Yeah. And, and yeah, so that was kind of where I felt like I either underestimated his jiu-jitsu or overestimated the other guys, but I, I think it's probably underestimated AJ's. Um, he's solid, you know, and, and I know that guy, everyone hyped that guy up so much that I thought, oh, man, he, he got there early in the round with a body triangle. Yep. And I was like, well, this is probably a wrap. And then never really got close, I don't think, to finishing.
Big John was talking about how he shouldn't have gone for the sub. He should have started working on damage and getting AJ to make a mistake yeah. and then try and work his arms underneath to yeah. get. Did you agree with yeah, that yeah. commentary? Does that you, make sense? You got to punch, you know, unless you're able to get under the neck right off the bat. Yeah. You got to punch, control the arm, punch. Ideally, you're on top, you know, and putting their belly down, you know, then it's a lot easier to, to get the sub. But uh, he was just kind of content fighting fighting for the neck fighting for the neck fighting for the neck and aj just kept countering the same way yeah so yeah and and aj looks so calm in that moment oh, yeah. he was not panicking at all you didn't his body language was relaxed his his facial expressions were relaxed like you said he looked back once like bro this isn't gonna happen right um it was cool to see him that relaxed in what could have been a dangerous place i mean oh no question you know he he He's like Luke. He came up with a dad that had fought his yeah. entire life. Yep. You know, his dad fought all over the place. Um, super tough. Great wrestler. Uh, AJ came up underneath that. And then all the guys that Antonio was training with, Tracy Hess, one of my black belts, trains there. So they've got a lot of the good jiu-jitsu guys as well. Uh, and so he's got, you know, he's got uh, a ton of experience even not counting as 21 fights, yeah. you know? So now with all those fights, he's, yeah. of course he's common there. And that's why, you know, you look at, at Luke when he's fighting and it's like, hmm, he doesn't look phased at all by anything. Right. <laughs> I even saw a video, uh, AJ, I think it was kind of one of those, you know, biographical clips and he drives by this alley and AJ is like, that's where I, that's where I learned to fight right there. And there's this is yeah, alley between two houses and he's like, we threw down there. You know, and it's just like, well, yeah, that's a that's a tough way to learn how to fight right there, you know. But yeah. I think that's that experience, I think even maybe as much, you know, being on the street and knowing that, you know, you can handle yourself there. Oh, and for you come sure. In and get for the, sure. The, the proper education. That's right? how I, you know, that's how I had experience before fighting as well. Like right. I had fought, I don't know, once or twice. <laughs> before before I ever had once, my first professional fight once or twice yeah so it was you know it was it's definitely helps to have that yeah. you know um, comfortable feeling you know getting in the into about to get in a fight yeah so understanding what that feels like so Bellator went five and zero. Oh. Five and zero. Oh. I um, told you. I said it could go five and zero. Oh. Either way. Yeah. Um, went five and zero oh one way. And I feel like with the exception of the split decision, it was pretty pretty solid. Um, what do you think is next for these you well, know, co-promotions? And look, they had not, not to take anything away from anybody, but Juan Archuleta was not the champ. He yeah. was coming off a win but a loss mm -hmm. before that got knocked out of the tournament. Horaguchi was coming off two losses yep. in Bellator. Um, what if Patchy was there? What if Rufian Stotts yeah. was there? What if Usman Nurmagomedov was there? Yeah. You know, like they didn't even have – they had – some of their best guys, but not all of their best guys. For sure. And, for and sure. Elite like Pitbull, guys. Pitbull and AJ, the best guys, for yep. sure. Yep. Um, but Juan Archuleta, those guys are obviously right there at the top. Yeah. But there are guys that just beat them recently that weren't there. I, I hope they do it again. I hope they go back again next year um, and, and uh, continue to do something like that. I thought it was awesome. Do you think uh, Dana's pretty... Um, confident in who he is and what he thinks and i was even in, as i was thinking about it on the way here i'm like you know i could see dana saying what's in it for me what what's right. the upside for ufc to do this do you do and there you isn't there's absolutely not it's like let me go back to antonio mckee 
I, I knocked out Antonio McKee. Highlight, real finish. Yep. And it was, I was losing every second up until the part. Left part. leg kick, nine seconds into round two? Right leg. Right leg. Yeah. But I was losing every minute up until that knockout. Yep. Right? His wrestling was beating me. He was holding me against the fence, and I couldn't do anything. From that point on, he wanted to fight me forever. <laughs> and I was like, like bro, what do I have to, <laughs> to gain? Yeah. I'm sure not going to knock you out that way again. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah. but, but let, chances are I, no. That's your only head kick knockout of your career. It's my only that, knockout of my real, career. Okay. Everything yeah. else was submissions. Yeah. So you'd have to pay me a lot of money. Sure. And at that point in time, no one wanted to pay a lot of money for anything. Sure. So there was nothing in it for me at all to take that fight again. And that's, you know, that's uh, the same for the UFC. The UFC throws five guys in there and one loses. One loses. And there's already a, a black big guy. Thing. Yeah, right? there's already a big thing. Yeah. You know? And, and there are definitely guys they could lose. And they sure wouldn't send anybody that wasn't their best guy yeah. unless they send somebody that was, like, outside the top ten so they could say, oh, it's not, not one of our top guys. I mean, it'd be interesting if they sent, like, a Hobsmott. Technically not the best guy, but that dude's an animal. I it, think he'd run over everybody over I, there. I, I, I agree. I, I don't think they would send anyone. I don't think they, they wouldn't. They see themselves here. Yeah. And they're not going to let someone else – gain like first of all the walkout was bellator banners giant yeah. it was awesome i yeah, love yeah. to see it bellator was everywhere in the in the saitama super arena so i love that um the ufc is not going to share anything with anybody that's just that's dana yeah he's not going to share and anything I, with anybody. I get it but i also look at it and say you know bellator absolutely went up to the ufc because they took it yeah and they dominated and the ufc would gain dana would gain huge respect from all of his fans yep. if he allowed it to happen yep all the ufc fans but it just they wouldn't do it interesting it's too bad it was yep. it was a lot of fun um can't wait till next one i was i was super stoked for for bellator and cheering for him and and the clean sweep felt it felt good you know oh yeah I, and it I, Again, I look at everything from, from different perspectives, and I'm thinking, all right, they're on the level. Yeah. Now they're on the level of, of uh, Ryzen. Now people are talking about them doing it with 1FC. You know, uh, that'd be fun. Whatever, but, but I just know that uh, Bellator our good and guys. FC? Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Our good guys are as good as the good guys. Be interesting to see, like, a Rod Tang, who is very much a Muay Thai guy uh, on 1FC, you know, going I'd up I'd fight again. him if we could start from the knees. <laughs> Can we start on the knees and just like tip him in. Have you seen Rod Tang fight? Oh, that bro. dude that dude has He's a monster. There's there, there is no chin. I don't think anybody has a chin in mixed martial arts anywhere like Rod Tang does. Yeah. That guy's insane. He's a monster. So cool. It was it was good stuff. Enjoyed awesome. it. Felt pretty felt proud to be, you know, on Bellator side. For so. sure. Happy New Year guys. Thanks for watching. Like, share, subscribe to the channel. It is all over. Just like that.